Welcome in to the Bear Down Podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we bring to you the Bear Down Podcast. Happy Thursday. Guess what? Here we go. Another mock draft yesterday from Todd McShay on ESPN.com. Now, before we dive into the mock draft, obviously with the Bears holding the number one pick, that is first and foremost the topic of conversation in this city until we get to the NFL draft. And what I think is uh, important here to point out is as we continue to see more and more draft uh, mock drafts come out from different publications, ESPN, I saw one from the NFL Network yesterday, uh, what is clear is that I think our hopes and dreams of the Bears being able to move back multiple times to collect as many assets as possible because they have Justin Fields, they have a quarterback of the future already. To me, Adam, what I'm starting to see from all of these different mock drafts is that people agree with what our hopes are. People are saying, yeah, what I'm hearing, what I think is the best, what I think will happen is that the Bears will be able to move back once, twice, within the first 10 picks to get back a bevy of draft capital for the future, which I'm pretty excited about. I can't remember the last time that a first pick was known to be traded so much. Like, I can't remember the last time it's like, oh, well, they're not going to use that. You know what I mean? Like, I can't think of a draft where the the number one team didn't need, like, a key piece that was worthy of that first round, first overall pick, right? Like, I know first overall picks have been traded. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, like, I can't remember a draft where two months before the draft, the draft is April 27th. We're sitting here on February 16th, and we're two months away, over two months away, and it's like, pfft. Everyone's like, if a mock draft doesn't have the Bears trading out of the first pick, I'm not even going to look at it because it doesn't mean anything to me. My second question is, does this get to the point where this pick gets moved before draft night? Like, do people get antsy enough because we're two months away and because, like, you know, free agency is in a couple weeks here, but after free agency, obviously it's not going to happen before free agency, but even after free agency, there's a full month and a half after free agency, almost two full months after March 1st of free agency. Does this pick get moved before the actual draft night, or are we still going into draft night being like, I don't know? I'd say this. um, For your first point, I would imagine the reason it doesn't happen more often is because the teams that are with the worst record usually don't have a quarterback. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, so those teams, if there is a quarterback to be had, you're using that number one pick on a quarterback. Like if you look down the list of former number one picks, there are very few spots where it's not a quarterback. It's like them or like it's an offensive lineman or... Defensive ends, yeah, a lot defensive of defensive end, ends, yeah. like Miles Garrett in mm-hmm. 2017. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Second, uh, to your point, I would say no. And the reason no would be the answer is because I think there's a block. There's a block at two. And if you trade before the draft you're not getting your full potential of a possibility of trading twice. Yeah. And so what I mean by that is since the possibility is still there, that Houston might deal two up to one, that's a blocker. So unless the only way 
to me, a deal gets done before the draft is if it's Houston trading their two first-round picks or something or whatever collection of picks you want to trade to the Bears. So then the Bears are sitting two and the Texans are first. That, to me, is the only way it happens before the draft because I think you have to pin Houston and Indy against each other all the way until we get on the clock uh, in April to get the, the maximum value out of the pick. If, if you go like today and you trade for number four with the Colts, well, you, you kind of like there, there is potential that yeah. uh, Houston may want to move up. Maybe someone else wants to get in. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there is a pot. Like and now you've put yourself at four, and there's two spots there that say Carolina or Las Vegas could jump into ahead of you, whether whether it be two or three. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. And I'm looking. I'm looking to see when uh, pro days are. Uh, Ohio State's pro day is March 22nd, and it looks like Alabama's is March 23rd. So days after, like the next day, like you're going to have scouts at, at Ohio State and then you're going to have scouts getting on that PJ and heading to Alabama to watch Bryce Young because it's going to be CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, right? So pay attention to who's there. And like everyone's going to be there, right? Houston's going to be there. The Colts are going to be there. The Bears, the Bears should make it look like they're there, right? Like Ryan Poles right. should be there. Yeah. I mean, if not just for the quarterbacks, but for all of the other like Will Anderson is is an Alabama player. They should be there for Will Anderson in case he's available at four if they end up trading back there or if they end up trading back with Houston and no one else wants to jump up to two. Like, they should be there for all of those players. You know, any of the number of wide receivers coming out of Ohio State or there's, a, there's an offensive lineman coming out of Ohio State as well. So, like, I think at least until after those. Like, maybe the week of the draft, but I, I'm with you. I still think it's going to be – like, we're going to be doing this for – a while. <laughs> well, I, I like doing it too. And, oh, of course, so, it's awesome. I love it. So we get to Todd McShay's uh, mock draft today on ESPN.com uh, yesterday on Wednesday. And uh, so number one, the Colts, they trade with the Bears. So the Colts are first. They take Bryce Young from Alabama. Number two, Houston, they stay put. C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State, goes to the Texans. Number three, the Cardinals select at three. They take Will Anderson outside linebacker from Alabama. And then the Bears at four. With that deal with the Colts, they get Jalen Carter, a defensive tackle from Georgia. So the Bears would move back, and then they would also get a top three or four player in this year's draft in Jalen Carter. How do you think that plays? I mean, again, to me it comes down to the compensation. Like, I would like them to trade with Houston. Like, that's my dream is that they trade with Houston, and then you convince Carolina to try to come up or, but it, it, most realistic is this move with the Colts, and that's probably going to be it, right? Um, so for me, what McShay lists as the compensation is a second-round pick uh, at number 35, a fifth-rounder, and, quote, maybe even an additional round one selection in 2024. And I will say this. I've said it before. I will say it every time we preview a mock draft. Is there, if there is not a second-first-round pick in a deal unacceptable. Hang up the phone. Don't call me until you're offering me a first round in 2024. If you're mo- my philosophy is this. If you're moving up to the number 1 spot in the draft, I need your first this year 
in a flip, and I need a first next year. Then we can talk about the other. You want to give me a third or a fourth or a fifth, but it first has to start with we're going to flip with you, and we're going to give you our first-round pick in 2024, and we're going to give you a fourth round, or we're going to give you – because obviously if you give – a first-round pick next year, the compensation for this year is going to be less, right? right like, right. you're not getting a first, a second, and a first. Maybe you could. But to me, like, you got to at least get, like, a first and a first. You have to flip and then get a first, and then whatever can take care of itself. Uh, that being said, sure, you've got uh, two quarterbacks going in the, in the first two picks, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and then the Arizona Cardinals obviously don't need a quarterback, so no one believes you're going to trade with them. They're the two teams. Like, there's seven teams that I can make the argument out of the top 10 that they need a quarterback. And obviously number one and two are the Colts and the Texans. And then Will Anderson goes to the Cardinals. Jalen Carter goes to the bears. That's fine. I'm fine with either of them. If the Cardinals take Jalen Carter and the bears take Will Anderson, that's fine with me too. I'm not going to get into arguments over who should do what either of those players will be game changers for the bears on the defensive line. Yeah. uh, McShay does say that, the benefit there for the Bears is uh, either player, Anderson or Carter. There is the idea that they could go one. If the Bears had to stay at one, they would take one of those two players. Yeah. So moving back to four, getting one of those two players and getting more assets would be a huge win for Ryan Poles. What's interesting to me is further down, uh, the Seahawks stay with Geno Smith, obviously. They take Tyree Wilson, the defensive end out of Texas Tech. Uh, Detroit does shore up their defense even more, getting Miles Murphy because they gave up a billion points last year. And uh, they get the Miles Murphy, the defensive end out of Clemson. So Vegas takes Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And then the Panthers at nine take Anthony Richardson. And I don't know if they're going to be in the mix or not. But Anthony Richardson doesn't seem like a day one starter. And Sam Darnold for them, no. So to me, this means that they're in play for Carr, who's now been released by Oakland. Yeah, it could be. You know, the other team, if you continue to go down the list, like at 13, the Jets, I I don't think that they would make a move to move all the way up to take another quarterback. So, like, the Jets might be a place for Carr as well. And then you say, okay, we continue on down in the first round. Washington needs a quarterback at 16. Mm-hmm. 19, Tampa Bay, they need a quarterback. So there there are a couple of teams that could be, quote, like, outliers as far as moving up the draft board. Because I, I feel like a lot of the movement is concentrated at – uh, the Colts and only the Colts. Yeah. But it could be Carolina. Like Carolina could be a team yeah. that could offer the package that you're asking for, uh, a pick next year. And yeah, for sure. Second rounder for and sure. all this stuff. And quite frankly, if the Bears move from one back to nine, but they get two first round picks back for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I, I think that might be worthy. And I, I feel like for the needs that the team has, they need they have needs everywhere. They can get a great player at nine just like they can at four. Mm-hmm. Whether it be one of the two top defensive players, that's unlikely. They're not going to be there. But there is some mock conversation where like a player like Miles Murphy, defensive end from Clemson, going six in this mock draft, he's a really good player. Yeah. If you could find a way to get to seven or nine and you're trading with the Raiders mm-hmm. or the Panthers, two teams that need quarterbacks. Like maybe maybe that's the defensive end that you get, and that guy hopefully becomes a star. See, the, to me, there's there's four quarterback needy teams that we'll have an answer for before the draft: the Raiders and the Jets, 
I think Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers wants a trade, he goes to one of those two. And with Derek Carr, it's the Saints or the Panthers. I don't think the Bucks are in play. The Bucks seem very Baker Mayfield to me. And just try to just suck enough to get into the... I almost thought you said something else. To suck enough to get into that mix for Drake May <laughs> and for Caleb Williams next year, right? And I think that that's kind of what... Like McShay says about the uh, the Falcons, right? Like we'd like the Falcons, Desmond Ritter, they're not going to go with... He says they're not going to go with Anthony Richardson because you have Desmond Ritter. You don't need two developmental quarterbacks. Like you're going to sign a, a decent right. backup, whatever Mariota decides, whatever. You either keep him or you don't. And he left the team last year, so I doubt you're keeping him. Uh, but Desmond Ritter seems to be maybe their guy this year and then maybe sign a veteran backup. But, like, that seems like a good Trubisky place, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem like a prime Trubisky yeah, yeah. Atlanta as, like, yeah. a backup? Like, we're going to go with that. him. Like, he's our guy, but, like, we know you're a backup and you can come in and be fine. I can see it. So if the Panthers do take Anthony Richardson there instead of going with because I don't think Rodgers goes to Carolina or New Orleans. I think he goes to a place where he's going to win now. And the Jets kind of seem set up that way. The Raiders kind of seem set up that way. And the 49ers seem set up that way. But they're not in the top 10 or 11 or 12 or whatever. Uh, obviously, the Eagles don't need a quarterback at 10. But in the top 10, again, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Raiders, uh, the Texans and the Colts all need quarterbacks. Like I could say, it doesn't look like the Seahawks or the Lions are going to do anything. They're just going to stick with Geno Smith and Jared Goff and be fine with that. Well, I would also point out that uh, the Texans have two picks in the top 12. Mm-hmm. So one would assume they're going to use that first pick on a quarterback. They could go with the best player available and try and get a quarterback later. But that would also mean that, like, through the draft process, that people are saying, yeah, Bryce Young, not as good as what we thought. C.J. Stroud, not a star. Will Levis, not going to get it done. Like, you'd have to be okay passing on one of those three guys to then take a quarterback at 12, which I would imagine is unlikely. But it is a a situation where, you know, maybe they could package those. I I don't know. It, it It could be wild based on... The fact that a team that needs a quarterback has two picks in between all these other teams yeah. that need quarterbacks as well. Well, the other problem, too, for the Bears, if you keep going through this mock draft, is with the Texans' second pick after taking Bryce Young, number one, or number two overall, or taking, sorry, C.J. Stroud, number two overall, they go with Quinton Johnston at wide receiver from TCU at 12. And then a couple plays after that, or a couple teams after that, you get the run on wide receivers, starting with the Vikings at 23, Jordan Addison, then Jackson Smith and Jigba's off the board to the Jaguars, then Zay Flowers is off the board to the Giants, and that's your run on very good wide receivers, right? And the last mock draft we talked about had Zay Flowers going to the Bears in the second, with their that second round pick that they yeah, got from which would, someone. would have been like 35. Yeah, which would be great, you know. but... But like the conversation we had then is that a player like Zay Flowers likely to jump even yeah. higher. Well, the board. problem is you're going to miss the the run on wide receivers, right? Like you're going to like you have a position of need, and if you're going to only move back once with the Colts and get a defensive player, your the best wide receivers, the top of the top, are going to be gone by the time you have a pick. And that's why I wonder if Washington at 16 and Tampa Bay at 19 if they could be in play, because those are two spots 
that if the Bears wanted to continue to move back and they just wanted to kind of do that until they got to that like mid-tier teen range, Mm -hmm. like that would be a good spot to take one of those wide receivers. Oh, absolutely. Like you don't want to take one of those wide receivers at six I would take or one at, at four. I would take one at nine. Yeah, nine. Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean all your good, all your best defensive players. Probably nine. All your top ten defensive players, your top ten pick worthy defensive players are gone at that point. Right? Your best offensive linemen are also gone. The only one I could say is maybe the one that the uh, Brian Brees, the uh, defensive tackle out of Clemson that the Eagles take. He McShay still has them available at ten, has him available at ten uh, to the Eagles. So maybe you could take him. Um, obvi- I mean, Skaronsky could fall if the Falcons do decide to go quarterback and take Anthony Richardson ahead of what the Panthers do at nine. So maybe you get him. Like, listen, this all this stuff could change draft night. You never know what's going to happen on draft night. So yeah, but I, I'm just going off of if this is what we think is gospel right now. Like, you're missing out on, like, the only option for you is to maybe take Brian Brees at defensive tackle instead of Quentin Richardson, which you could do. Or Paris Johnson from Ohio State. Like I mentioned, he's going to be at that pro day uh, for Ohio State on March 22nd. So there are options available. I just think, like I said a couple days ago when we did the uh, Bear Down podcast on Tuesday, you have, to, you have to help the offense. And if you're not picking in the top four anymore because you trade back so many times or you trade back with the Panthers and that's your only move, you have to go offense, in my mind, or offensive line. Offensive line is fine. Anything on that side of the ball, I'm fine with because I got to know that. And I'm assuming that means that if you know you're going to trade back and not take Jalen Carter, that means that Deron Payne's in the fold, right? That means that you've gotten your dude. Like you've gotten a, a, a you've just paid someone. Well, and that, that's that's where you know the, this whole conversation is is um, it's fun to think about, but we'll have better uh, we have we'll have a clearer picture as we head to the draft because free agency is on March first. Yeah. So, like, we'll know whether or not the Bears have addressed the defensive line. Well, it'll just say my. It'll just say Will Anderson. Like, it wow. won't change. It'll just be like, all right, here's another mock draft post free agency. The Bears take Will Anderson instead of Jalen Carter. You know, if if they go out and they solidify the offensive line, then we know okay, they probably won't be looking for a tackle yeah, early. They're not. Taking if they go out and yeah. they get an edge rusher, they get a Deron Payne in the middle on the defensive side, then you know, okay. You know, maybe you can move back three or four times in the first round because you don't really need that difference maker up front with a draft pick. You can get more draft picks and add some depth to this team. It's going to be really fascinating. So uh, McShay has this out on Wednesday, the latest mock draft. We'll uh, be talking about all the different mock drafts that we see all the way up until the NFL draft. Blackie Abdallah, you can listen to our show weeknights 6 to 8 here on ESPN 1000. And you can check out the Bear Down podcast Tuesdays and Thursdays right here on the ESPN Chicago app.